This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Uh, welcome to episode 138 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This one dedicated to the world of mixed martial arts, UFC in particular, but we will skate amongst uh, the likes of Bellator and various other things that we've seen over the weekend. Hopefully you've seen them as well, so therefore you'll know what we're rapping about. And if you haven't seen them, then hopefully our conversations will inspire you to maybe go and Google and have a little bit of a nosy. Um, if you don't follow us on social media, I urge you to do so because we stick a ton of stuff on there throughout the course of the week of which you can uh, uh, get stuck into, whether it be for uh, informative purposes, which is very, very rarely when it comes to me and uh, Nick. Uh, it's not down to uh, humour. Uh, you can get us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Fight Disciples. You can also at this moment in time write us a lovely five star review on iTunes. I know that sounds a little bit beggy. Uh, but the reason why I'm referring to that is because we've got a competition running there at this moment in time where you can come uh, and join a lovely night out with Nick, who he's fully paying for uh, this weekend. It's uh, the Boxing in Liverpool. It's a lovely card. Nice uh, lot of local derbies that have been set up there. But Nick, very kindly, has made a tradition now of every time he goes to the Echo Arena in Liverpool of putting his hand in his pocket and buying Fight Disciples a few bevies, which is always nice, you know? Uh, so we're running a, a, a little competition on our iTunes of which people are leaving us five stars reviews as well as obviously telling Nick to get the beers in. I don't know if you've seen these Nick There's, uh, they've come in in their hundreds already mate there's tons of people getting involved with this because they one want to go to the show and two want to get a beer out of you you tight scouser Firstly yeah all I seem to do is buy people drinks that win competitions it, and, but when you go people buy you drinks well, so I'm going to try well, and flip it on its head this weekend. There you go. There I'm going to try go. and flip it on its head so basically anyone that's left a five star review saying uh, get the alien Nick to me, I'm going to use the counter to that, which basically means that every single one of those people wants to buy me a drink. So I'm not going to take my car on Saturday because as far as I'm concerned, all these competition winners are going to get me smashed mm, afterwards. Mm. So that's that's the main thing. I'm looking forward to that. Also, I'm going to just pick you up on a... W- Beggy. Yeah. I can't let that slide. Why not? I'm fucking 18 years it's written a journalist. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a written word qualified journalist. Do not use the word Beggy. beggy it does not it? exist. It is. It's a bit Beggy. Sorry to sound a bit Beggy. Fucking hell, come on. <laughs> Take the lad out of Blackburn, eh? Uh, listen, the, uh, some of the reviews that have come in are very nice and, and do wonders for our ego. Uh, so yeah. thank you so much for all those uh, lovely, kind messages where people, for example, Gundo23 on uh, iTunes has said, awesome boxing and UFC podcast, always honest and to the point. Plus, they sort out free tickets. Obviously, he's begging himself there. Uh, but I like it, Gundo. That's the type of stuff that we want to see. Darren Evans has got involved. Absolutely the best and most informative podcast about boxing and UFC. Is he referring to us or is he talking about something else? But either, either so, it's on our uh, timeline there. So thank you very much uh, for uh, the review, my friend. Uh, Nick Cartwright, or sorry, NJ Cartwright, writing about you. Great podcast, which I have now become hooked on. Started listening for just the weekly boxing show, but after the first listen of the UFC weekly show, it's got me tuning into the UFC. That's the whole point, isn't it, Nicky? That's what it's all about, sunshine. That's what we like to see on the old timeline. However. Hey, Dana White, you're welcome. There's always someone that takes it a bit too far, isn't there? Always someone. There's the People get on and they pay the compliment and that's nice. We don't retweet those compliments. There's no need because that's just like basically self-praise is no praise. But then we've got a geezer on here who goes under the name of Ocelot Wildly. I don't know if that's his real name, but thank you very so. much for this. The title of this, Nick, which you will love, A Copite and a Massive Wool. Yeah, I thought that would uh, make you smile a touch. <laughs> 
Despite those draws, despite, despite the drawbacks of what the title, a copite and a massive wall, I don't know where Ocelot is from, whether he is a copite himself or maybe a supporter Sam, of something else. The fact that he's referred to me being a copite, and wait a minute, a copite and a wall, that says one thing, he's, yeah, yeah. A, he's an Evertonian. Do you reckon? He's a scout. He's either Evertonian or he's a Mancunian, I reckon. He's an Evertonian, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, despite those drawbacks, why are they drawbacks? Anyway, but despite those drawbacks, it's, this is brilliant. I've been listening since the very first episode before they were award-winning. I like that. I like someone who's been on the train before we actually picked up any uh, silverware. That's good to see. He's a boxing fan. But these lads have got us interested in the old world of MMA, mainly yep. because they talk about various other stuff other than MMA on the show. Well... Because of that, in fact, he signed this off as in, Mark. In the spirit of that last yeah, post. Yeah, but he signed it off as Mark. So, Mark, thank you so much for that. Just uh, obviously, Are you not, sitting comfortably? Yeah, I don't want to let you down, right? Because we do talk about other stuff other than the world of MMA and UFC. We'll get to it in a minute because we've got a fantastic Von Fluchok to absolutely wank over in a minute, okay? But first of all, I want to just paint a picture of my day today because it's been a little bit... I've been in some embarrassing situations in my time, Nick. I'll be honest with you, Sunshine. Uh, But today I've taken it to the next level, right? Oh, yes. So, check this out. As you know, and as many people listening to this show will know, um, both of us do uh, various bits of radio for other uh, outlets, right? I've been doing quite a bit for TalkSport at this moment in time, which means that uh, my sleeping patterns are a little bit weird. I've got to sleep during the morning to catch up on some of my sleep. And then I come back into the real world uh, past one, two o'clock in the afternoon, trying to get back into uh, the land of the living. So today, I don't know what you're like, Nick, when you're, when you're on nights or you're having a little bit of a irregular sleeping pattern, or maybe when you're jet-lagged. I need coffee to get me going, mm-hmm. and I need a nice shower to blast away, all right? Blast away the cobwebs, and then I feel like I'm part of human society once again. So today... Milkshake and a wank. Is that what you do? Yep. I'll, I'll try that tomorrow, because it might be a better option. Anyway, so today... Milkshake and a wank. <laughs> Fucking hell. You're having a go at me for saying Beggy on the show. And the way that you wake up in the dictionary. At least they're both in the dictionary. The way that you wake up in the morning is a milkshake and a wank. And I'm hungover. That's a t-shirt. In fact, that is a t-shirt. For those that don't uh, follow us on a regular basis, you'll know that we've got a clothing partner. I'm going to have a word with Luke. Milkshake and a wank. Would you buy that t-shirt? I'm going to put a poll up on our Twitter feed. Would you buy the milkshake and a wank t-shirt? If you would, game on. That's nearly as bad as popping and popping from uh, a few years back. Jeez. Anyway, let's get back to this, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I wakes up, needs me coffee. So, it goes downstairs. Gets me coffee started, puts a little bit of Sky Sports news on just to get up to date with everything that's going on in the world. Perfect. Right, I'm starting to feel human again. Need a shower, Nick. That's what I need. All right? Okay. Need a shower. Goes upstairs to the bathroom, obviously, where the shower is kept. Mm-hmm. Gets into the shower, starts to shower, starts doing my thing, notices that I'm out of shower gel. So I think to myself, well, at the weekend when I do the big shop, because I'm in charge of the big shop, because I don't trust the wife with the credit card in a supermarket, she's a fucking nightmare. Yep. I decide to get myself a little bit of shower gel. The only thing is, I've left the shower gel in the kitchen, Nick. I haven't taken the shower gel up to the bathroom as of yet, and I think to myself, I'm not having the shower without the shower gel. Of course. So I'm going to go downstairs and get it. Class. No need to get dressed. One, no need. No need no to get need. dressed. It's my house, right? It's my exactly. house. Exactly. That's and my my point entirely. I have this argument with my wife all the time. That's it. If I want to let my ball swing that's it. in my house that's under it. my roof, I'm going to do it. That's it. If people are going to knock at the door, walk past the window, that's the, that's up to them. That's their shit. That's it. Absolutely. Okay. Peeping Toms, I like to refer to them as. Yep. Um, my house, and as well as it being my house, there's nobody else in. So who else am I going to offend? All right. Of I'm only going for a quick nip down to get the shower gel and I'm coming back up for a shower. So we dripping wet here, yep. Yeah, I'm, I've been in the shower, so I am wet. 
I stand Jesus. on the mat. I stand on the mat. So I, I sort myself out a little bit and then runs down the stairs. Goes down the stairs, right? Now, just need to paint a picture of the layout of my downstairs, all right? So you enter the downstairs via the living room. Yeah. Now, we've knocked down a wall between the living room and the dining room, so the, that they blend in together. It's an all-in-one, all it's right? plan job, yeah. Yeah, and then at the back of the house, we've got the kitchen. So you can walk through both of those rooms into the kitchen at the back of the room, which, again, is kind of open plan because it's a half wall there to get into the kitchen. Okay. So, obviously... There's no one in my house, Nick. So I runs down the stairs, I goes through the living room, I goes through the uh, dining room, goes into the kitchen where the uh, I've put the shower gel on the side. I picks the shower gel up, right? Picks the shower gel up. I turn around to walk back up the stairs, obviously to get back in the shower and clean myself up and wake myself up and what have you. But then I'm stopped in my tracks, Nick. Stopped in my tracks. For the last year, my wife has been nagging me Um because the workload at the house, having, having two kids, um, is, is getting quite difficult. She's not been able to keep on top of certain things in the house, whether it be the ironing. Please tell me you've employed the cleaner. Whether it, be a, whether it be the cleaning, whether it be... Even the gardening, she's mentioned that she fancies a gardener, right? Okay. Fancies a gardener or she just wants a gardener? She wants a gardener, right? Okay. She wants a gardener. <clears throat> doesn't seem one down the street, some, you know, mm. buff Filipino bloke. No, she no, quite... no, no, okay. no, no. So, so a month ago, she employed Kay, right? <laughs> Kay's the cleaner. She's a lovely lady. Mid-40s, right? Owns her own business over my neck of the woods, right, Kay? Now, Kay yeah. comes on Fridays. Kay comes to my house on Fridays. Friday afternoon, she has two hours just to spruce us up for the weekend, yeah. right? Because my wife likes to get her mates around on a Friday night or on a Saturday, and she wants the house looking spick and spam. So Kay comes and sorts that out for her. She's cost-effective, but you know what I mean? We're at that stage of our lives now where we can we, we, we can shell out 20, 30 quid on a, on, on, a, on a clean. We're doing all right, right? Yeah, yeah. Today's not Friday, Nick. Today's not Friday. <laughs> now, unbeknownst to me, Kay's going out this weekend, so therefore she can't make Friday. Now, yesterday... I've gone already. <laughs> yesterday, right, my wife arranged with Kay to come today. Wait, now, we're recording this on Wednesday. You might be listening to this on Thursday. We're recording this on Wednesday. So she's arranged with Kay to come to my house to do uh, the odds and sods on Wednesday. Now, yesterday, my wife decided to get Kay a key cut. She's got her a fucking key cut for my house. <laughs> Who studied my fucking living room? With your hands all over Henry Hoover, right? That's not a euphemism, by the way. <laughs> Kay stood there, just about to get on her hands and knees and do a bit of scrubbing. No, that, <laughs> just be careful what you say. I... I've got my hands on my shower gel, bollocko in my kitchen, looking straight down the barrel. <laughs> She's looking straight down the barrel as well. She must, she must have thought you were putting it on her toes. Honestly, I've, I'll be honest with you. In my day, I have watched a few pornos in my time, and this is basically the opening scene of quite a lot of those German pornos that I've watched in the past. <laughs> oh, my God, that's amazing. What did, did you say? Well, you spoke first. I spoke first. Didn't expect you today, Kay, as you can see. <laughs> I covered my modesty up with a uh, with a miniature bottle of uh, shower gel and decided to scarper up the stairs as quick as possible. Gets myself sorted. She cracks on with the rest, whatever she's doing. Obviously, it was a very embarrassing situation. In the meantime of me getting changed, right, my mm. wife's come on from work. She picked the kids up from nursery. Oh, my God. Seconds earlier, that would have been spectacular. She's picked the kids. Yeah, exa- can you imagine Seconds that? Seconds earlier can you would imagine have been that? spectacular. Jesus. You're standing there... <laughs> 
with a bottle of body wash and put it up. Lather it up. All lathered up. Kate's standing there caressing her Henry the Hoover. And your missus walks in. What are you going to do with that, Kate? What are you going to do with it? Oh, that would have been amazing. So she comes in, right? And she's cracked on a normal conversation with Kay. Kay, fair play to her, has not mentioned it. She's not mentioned a word oh, to my missus. Oh, wait a minute. So I've come downstairs, cl- fully clothed now, by the way, fully clothed, yeah, yeah. wanting to set off to the studio to come and meet you and get this show done, right? Yeah. I'm looking at Kay. Kay's looking at me. <laughs> the wife's like, hi, how's your day gone? Is it been all right? Yeah, I've got the kids here. What time are you back tonight? Because I'll do an evening. And I'm thinking, should I do it now? Should I? Should I? No, I'm not going to do it now. No, I'm just going to... Can you see me naked? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kay. Fuck oh, me. my God. Fuck I bet me. you didn't know what to say. So I've been sat in the studio a little bit nervous waiting for you to arrive, mate, thinking, is there a message coming through at any point? Is Kay going to break, broach the subject? Is she going in first? I don't think she's gone in. So it's I'm going to... I'll, I'll drop this over a bit of uh, bit of tea later on, mate, see how that goes down. So tune in to next week's show to... For the fallout, you, you never know. Kay might have jacked. She might have. She, <laughs> to, she ain't to coming misses, back. You know what? This is not for me. It's not worth it. Yeah, I'm getting put into a bit of a love triangle situation here. <sighs> Jeez, man. Jeez. That's hilarious. There you go. I, I can't believe you didn't think on your feet and just go. Kay, can you do me back, please? <laughs> <laughs> See what the response Ooh. was like then. Oh jeez, eh? Jeez. So there you go, that's my day today, mate. There you go. Brilliant. That's that's how we get down. So flashing Mark, the help. Basically, yeah. flashing the help, that's you know. It. It's that's uh it. you know, it's third first world problems, isn't that's it? That's it, that's it. Uh, so Mark on uh, our uh, iTunes feed who's uh, done a bit of a review, obviously co- commending um our uh, extracurricular activities and extracurricular stories. Uh, Nick did one about um that massive log that he left well his mate left in the toilet a couple of weeks ago. That's probably the pinnacle. I think that's a close second uh, flashing care. Yeah. Uh, so if you can give us a little bit of a review mark on that story that'd be much appreciated, mate. <laughs> uh, shall we get to some uh, mixed martial arts? Sh- I think so. Yeah, shall yeah, we let's move get on? on to some actual uh, some news, yeah. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Bellator or do you want to start with UFC because I noticed that Bellator did actually more views uh, over the weekend over in the states. Not by many. Um, they did about another 100,000 views on uh, the UFC Japan card. Might have something to do with the time difference and maybe the UFC uh, Japan card not having that many stellar names on yeah, there. Yeah, there was no star power attached, was there? Uh, well, I don't intend to spend uh, much long on the uh, UFC Japan card well, anyway. Let's go there then. Let's go there first of all, right? Because okay. you said last week... We're not excited about it. Both of us did. We said, listen, it doesn't really get our juices flowing. I know this is a really bad pun that I'm going to be using on the show for the rest of the day now after what happened with Kay, but it didn't really get our juices flowing. No. How, however, I'm going to go out there, man, and say, good. I'm going to say that, the one, obviously, we'll get to the Von Flute joke in a minute, yeah. uh, but uh, the fight between the girls, as you tipped last week, mm-hmm. that's probably the best female fight that I've ever seen. It was a belter, wasn't it? It was unreal. Absolute belter. I fell for Claudia Godella, man, because obviously the scores were so one-sided. No, it was unfair. I thought, I thought she won the first round. I thought round. it was a great fight, yeah. I thought it was an absolute belter of a fight, a real tear-up. So, uh, you know, both those girls are proven that that strawweight division is super healthy. But, you know, as, as you say, as we tipped it last week, the girls can throw down and it's kind of becoming a regular thing now that the girls are kind of stealing the show. And this was a good show. You know, as it turned out, yes, there's you know pretty much no star power, or certainly no star power relative to anybody in this day and age. Obviously, uh, you know, there's Takanori Gomi and people like that on there who were once names, but uh, what, re- people who are actually relevant right now, there wasn't much on there apart from the two girls. But they completely stole the show. But it was good. The main card, especially, I enjoyed. This, you know, yeah. there's quite a few points decisions. I, I kind of I watched the prelims 
got two fights in and was like, you know what, I'm not doing this right now. I, I haven't got the energy. Mm. So I didn't watch it and then I went back and just watched the main card and I'm glad I did because the main card was actually pretty cool. No, it was, I thought it was mint, mate. The first fight, uh, sorry, the uh, Godella um, uh, and Andrade fight, I thought was absolutely top class. And I was pumped, absolutely pumped going in, obviously, then to the main event where uh, our boy OSP was in there. Now, okay, we're supposed to fight Shogun on this. Shogun dropped out, and therefore they had to get a Japanese fighter in to fight him. And you said last week, listen, the kid's not fit to lace his boots. He's been dropped once uh, in, from the UFC. He's now back in the UFC. What does he really offer? What does it, What is this a challenge to OSP? However... I kind of like the fact that OSP gave us something quite unique. I say unique. He's becoming a bit of a specialist on this. We're going to have to change this from the Jason Von Vlue choke, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, to the Orvison Prue choke. I think um, I read a stat the other day that there's been five um, Von Vlue chokes in the yeah. UFC. And OSP's yeah. got three of them. He's got three of them, yeah. It is a completely bizarre uh, choke. And um, I think a, a lot of our followers as well were like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Of, he, he choked them out with his shoulder blade. That's Do you know what so was weird. You know, the best bit about it? And I said this on the, on the tweet that I put out was Dan Hardy's commentary, right? Yeah, yeah, big time. B- because... Again, if you're a, not a, a major UFC fan or a mixed martial arts fan, or maybe up on the nuances of the technicalities of jiu-jitsu and various things like that, you would not see that fight coming. You would think that, that move no, <clears throat> no. You, you, sorry, you would think that Orvin St. Preux, he's in a guillotine there. You would think to yourself that fuck it, it's him that's going to get choked out. What an amazing yeah. choke this is going to be. But the way that he manoeuvres his body off the commentary of Dan when he's saying, "Listen, if he does this and if he does this and if he moves it this position, the von Flew choke is on." And, yeah. he, and literally within seconds, he does it. It's like he was listening to Dan. He does it. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang he's in position and then chokes him out with the shoulder blade exactly. it, it was fucking unbelievable man it, the, the commentary was like um it was like the commentary had been added later yeah because it was, it, it, it was timed absolutely perfect yeah, dan man. broke it down as it happened he went, you know if he steps across now then he's gonna it could be on and he kind of then he stepped out and of half goes, half, yeah, yeah, half yeah. guard and moved to the side and he went, right it's, it's it's kind of on and you and he literally Talked you through it like it was next, like it was one of his breakdown uh, shows. Yeah, yeah. Where he where he breaks down a submission post event. He did that live. That's what made it so awesome. And thankfully, you know, we weren't the only ones that were were, were waxing lyrical about Dan in the aftermath because uh, you know he literally talked any viewer through that move as and when it happens. In terms of the move itself, yet it is really unusual. The biggest reason why it's unusual is one, obviously, it was uh, you know it, it, it's a move that most people stuck in that position won't fall for you know they will give up on the guillotine knowing there's a potential of that happening it was only the fact that Yushin Akami never twigged on at all that 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 how he didn't I don't know this is OSP's fucking go-to submission for Christ's sake you know if you've got if you're in that position with St. Prue and he's in and he's moving to side, you know, side control, you know, and he's moving from guard, you just got to let it go. Like, it, it's not fucking rocket science because he's done it before. The fact that Akami kept hold of it just showed how kind of naive and how little work he obviously did on in St. Prue OSP as an opponent. But uh, it's just kind of cool to see stuff like that. Yeah, it's anything, wicked. anything like that, that's different. You know, you always get a bit of a buzz of when it happens. No, absolutely, man. Um, just a couple of other points from that card. Uh, Gomi, I don't want to see any more. He's no. a legend of the game. Let's call it a day. I mean, he was knocked out in the first round. Let's do, let's do it. Let's bow a hat. Let's leave your gloves in the centre of the octagon. Walk away, man. Let's call it a day. That would have been the perfect time for him to do it as well. But uh, hopefully the UFC just go, you know what? We'll We'll let you go. And allow you know free him up from his contract. Let him go and fight for like one championship or you know one of the other Japanese promotions deep or any of those that are still going. 
um, and let him kind of see out his days then. He obviously wants to keep fighting. Otherwise, that would have been the perfect moment, Adam, you know, to yeah. to do it in the Saitama Super Arena where so many legendary pride fights have been. That was the moment to go, you know what, I've not got it no more and put my gloves down. The fact that he didn't and he hasn't retired in the aftermath makes me think that hopefully the UFC just go, right, okay, like it's like the BJ Penn thing. Just yeah. let him go, man. If, he, if somebody else wants to put him on, let, let him, because as fans now, um, we don't want to see Takanori Gomi. We don't want to see BJ Penn anymore. Not at this level. No. Cut them loose. Let them go and bite the bullet on it. So, yeah, I'm like you as well. But uh, the flip side of that is the light heavyweight. Yeah. Bukansaki, who I mentioned again last week, the K1 superstar, the former kickboxing superstar. Fun debut, man. Holy shit. What a UFC debut that was for the guy who was 0 for 1 in his MMA record. That was absolutely phenomenal. But Enrique Enrique da Silva, the big Brazilian, the big Frankenstein, or whatever his nickname is, he um if I was his coach, I'd have slapped him everywhere. You got you know, you're going in there with with a, a world class iconic K1 fighter, kickboxer. Don't kickbox him. Yeah, why are you fighting him? Why are <laughs> you fighting sake. him on the feet, man? That's ridiculous. Faint, faint takedown. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. But no, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. Be interesting to see what his journey is now, because like you say, he's got a stellar career in the world of kickboxing. Um, he's new to the mixed martial arts game. I think he is still, you're watching the fight the weekend, he's one-dimensional, mate. I think if you do take him down, I think you can have your wicked way with him. Oh, yeah. um, but, but if he's well-matched, if you match him right, you yeah, know, yeah. he'll obviously put bums on seats. It makes sense there for Japan. Um one put, I did enjoy uh, Ishihara's performance as well, the featherweight from... Um, What's it called from Team Alpha Male? Yeah, uh, I enjoyed his performance against that Ronaldo Dai as well. Um, I thought that was a fun fight. You know, for, up until Claudia Gadella, that was my fight of the night, really. But mm. uh, Gadella and deservedly run away with those spoils. Well, that was uh, UFC Japan. Then, obviously, on the, the night after, we had Bellator, uh, and Bellator has uh, made a little bit of a. Um, a player for former UFC stars that uh, have crossed over that maybe are in the twilight of their career. Obviously, that's their business uh, proposition at this moment in time to get those stellar um, legends of the game onto cards in order to put bums on seats and then hopefully maybe sell some um, young upcoming quality talent uh, coming through. For example, Roy Nelson um, made his Bellator debut uh, at the weekend, uh, we had various others that have been on the uh, UFC roster uh, fighting at Bellator, and they did more views uh, than UFC Japan. Only by 100,000, yep. as I said. Um, it was all free to air TV at the weekend, but they went with Bellator, uh, did the majority of fans at the weekend. And I'll tell you something, they saw some half decent stuff. I'll start with our boy, shall we, from the UK, Paul Daly. Um, yeah. A fantastic, fantastic knockout victory against Lawrence Larkin. That left hook, baby. That, well, that's the, what he does. That's all he that's, that's his signature move. You, if you're fighting Paul Daly, stay away from the left hook, don't you? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. That's what you do. But no, 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 he walked straight onto it. But then again, off the back of the fight, calls out MVP. I don't know what MVP's doing at the moment. He signed this David Hay deal, and he's he's fucking about with David Hay and Hay make a ring star or something. What's he doing? Get in the the octagon with Paul Daly, man. I know, but listen, MVP has made a career in mixed martial arts of fighting absolutely nobody. And now he's going to go into boxing and fight absolutely nobody. He's got. There's no way he's going to fight Paul Daly. There's no business in him fighting Paul Daly. That's not what he's all about. MVP is very much a protected fighter. I'm sorry to say, it just is never going to going to happen. And I get why Paul Daly's calling him out because the two of them have gone head to head. But listen, Paul Daly is light years ahead of MVP. I just, I literally cannot see that fight ever ever happening. Hmm. Not a chance. And I think now Paul Daly just needs to look at you know look more at the at the welterweight title fight in Bellator instead and try and get himself back on track. Well, we've seen. Um, I don't know what the fuck Rory McDonald was wearing at the weekend, man. I mean, I might get myself a turtleneck. Did you see it? <laughs> 
He's just a mentalist, isn't, isn't he? he? He is a mentor. He is a badass. He's going to be taking on uh, Mr. Lima in January for uh, the uh, the welterweight crown at Bellator. I mean, for, we said last week, didn't we? Why is it taking so long? Why why have we got to wait till January? Surely they could have made that fight and got that fight on for maybe November or December. Give us a little bit of a Christmas cracker or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, but they got it on. They had him at the Bellator at the weekend for a little bit of trash talk. The trash talk was mint. I enjoyed it. Uh, but he did come out looking like a bomb buddy, uh, did uh, Rory Mike. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that's the vibe. Maybe that's the vibe that he's going for. A little turtleneck. I'd say something. Zara sales went through the roof the day after, didn't they? I bet everybody and his dog were online trying to get themselves one of them bad boys. Proper badass turtleneck, yeah, yeah. all in black. He yeah. looked like the milk tray man from 1984, didn't he? That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he, he likes that look, though, doesn't he? He goes for that, like, you know, serial killer type That's it, vibe. that's what it is, isn't it? It's a bit serial killer, yeah. That's yeah, right. man. It's like, um, what's that movie with uh, Michael, what's his name in it? Michael, um, oh, what's his name? So what's the movie about the serial killer guy? American Psycho. Right, right, okay, you got there eventually. Well done. American you. Psycho, yeah, 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 yeah. American Psycho with uh, who's the star of that? You've just said Michael Fassbender, didn't you? No, no, it's Christian Bale. Yeah. Christian Bale, that's it. Right. Christian Bale in American Psycho. That's exactly who Rory MacDonald models himself on. There you go. Uh, anyway, we are, we'll expect that in January. There's plenty more to talk about before we get to January. Yes. Shall we talk Aaron Pico? Yes, please. Knockout of the year. Thank you. Well, Cash that check. Well, do you remember a couple of months ago, mate, when we were all having a little bit of a laugh because everybody yeah. were bigging Aaron Pico up and he was the next big thing in Bellator and he made his debut and then he got absolutely spanked. We in, what were it, 30, 40 seconds or something? It was ridiculous. Uh, but I'll tell you something. When that happens to you on the big stage, after that big build-up, you've got to have some fucking big balls, mate, to come back and do your thing, haven't you? Yeah. What a mature performance. Not only that, he stayed composed and delivered, as you just rightly said, the knockout of the year. It was killer. Yeah, it was obviously he's back down. You know, I think he made a bit of a mistake rushing him in, and he made his debut at lightweight against Zach Freeman first time around. That was back in June. Um, this was at featherweight at the weekend, and he just looked so much bigger and stronger, uh, whereas Freeman was always going to be a tough fight. This guy, Justin Lin, at the weekend, as I say, down at featherweight, probably a bit more sensible for a, for an early fight, but take nothing away from Pico, man. He was cool as anything. I tell you what, that little corkscrew left uppercut Beautiful. that he threw, like a hook or an uppercut thing. Jesus Christ, to pick that out. Now, people were going mad at the weekend about some of the knockouts that we'd seen. Obviously, Gukansaki, which we just talked about over in the UFC and one or two others. Um, there was a good one in, Be- in Bammer and then the ACB. There was a good couple of, couple of fights. But this was the one that massively stood out for me, this Alan Pico one. This is the one where I was just like, I had to get that on social media, on our social media. I was like, this is Alan Pico. This is the guy that, that Bellator... About, yeah. This is why they signed him two years ago when he was still uh, looking to compete at the last Olympics and wrestle for USA. Just missed out on the Olympic team. Former Pancration champion, former Golden Gloves champion, former wrestling champion. This kid has been bred to be an MMA superstar for a long time. And after that slip up on his debut, I think a lot of people uh, a lot of people probably jumped off the bandwagon but he's proven himself to be the real deal with a performance like that and now it's just a case of listen you know Bellator just needs to get this kid out every other show as far as I'm concerned he should fight at least twice before the end of the year keep him busy get him active you know but this is a guy that's going to attract massive fans to Bellator and get away from Bellator being the the retirement home of UFC former UFC stars these are the guys they need to be pushing through and that's why I was happy that he was on the main card his main card behind Roy Nelson Paul Daly Lorenz Larkin and Benson Henderson yes you know four UFC UFC guys 
UFC rejects, let's be totally honest. But at least he's the one now that everyone comes away talking about. And for me, he's the one that fans will start buying tickets for. If you put him on a card, people will pay to see him. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Now, as I said earlier on in the show, don't forget to uh, message us at Fight Disciples on Twitter with the uh, wank and a milkshake T-shirt idea. Let's get that made. Let's get that uh, in, in in fruition. I've been speaking um, quite a lot over the last week to our uh, clothing partner, Luke, and they are well up for our um, uh, clothing range. Hopefully, hopefully, if we can get it done in time for Christmas, there you go. You might get a few stocking fillers from us. Uh, but in the meantime, they've got boatloads of other stuff that you can get involved with on their website. If you go to it, Luke1977.com. That's Luke1977.com. Go to that website. They've got a sport range on there, which is absolutely killer. They've got uh, more, um, let's say, evening wear stuff on there if you're out and about with the missus on a night out or something like that. There's plenty of stuff to get yourself stuck into. Use our discount code because you get 15% off. FDLR15. All right, so Luke1977.com. Use FDLR15 when you get to check out you'll get uh, 15% off uh, your total purchase. And also, keep listening to this podcast because what we'll do, we'll keep you up to date with uh, our new range, the uh, Milkshake and a Wank range, <laughs> creatively designed by our boy here. You know what I mean? Vivian uh, Westwood Pete loves it. Can't get enough of it. Uh, now then, let's move on to some other news that is going on in the world of uh, mixed martial arts. Uh, Matt Brown has announced his retirement. Last ride out, that's it. So It, it is all over for one of the legends of the sport. Yeah, I was quite surprised, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I think he's still got a lot to offer the welterweight division. But listen, you know, the guy, you know, as we know, he's a, he's a, he's a human zombie as Matt Brown. Um, you know, the way he fights, there's there's no longevity to that type of fighting style. Um, but I honestly thought, you know, he would he would certainly give it another run, but he knows probably better than anybody else. He hasn't fought, yes, in 2017 anyway, I'm sure. Without even looking, it'll be uh, it'll be related to uh, it'll be re- related to his head injuries because of the way he fights. As I say, he just walks through punches. And I know after his his fight with Jake Ellenberger, he was talking about um, he, he was having struggling with short term memory loss and things like that. I remember reading that, and that was prior to his fight with Donald Cerrone, where he got knocked out by a head kick as well. Yeah, um, and I, was, I read a horrible article one time with his wife who said he's he's not quite he's not quite there like he was when we first met and stuff, and thought fucking hell, mate. If if you, if your wife's saying that as well, surely the pressure's on you to uh, to, ha- to hang them up, you know. So which is obviously why he's had 2017 off. He's probably got to the end of you know he's he's now towards the end of 2017. Hopefully he's got other things going on in his life, you know, that he can uh, that he can make a living from. Yeah. Um. Uh, and he can and he can, and he walks away with his head held high, as I say, one of the one of the best welterweights in the UFC. And uh, certainly one of the most entertaining, most entertaining as well. You know, you, you tell me a Matt Brown fight that was boring. Yeah, it was mint. <laughs> it fucking never existed. Absolutely, guy mint. was always in tear up. So once four for the, uh, I don't think he ever fought for the title. Sorry, but he fought Robbie Lawler, I believe, in a final eliminator, um, which was a fight of the night, absolute war with Robbie Lawler. If you remember, a couple of years ago as well. So. Uh, yeah, man, it'll be a, a loss to that welterweight division. But listen, just it's just nice to hear these guys making making real decisions for their families, you know. So uh, the last thing you want is him to spend the rest of his days fucking eating his dinner out through a straw. No, absolutely. Speaking of injuries, Paige Van Zandt is out of two one six against Jessica. Man, I, I am so glad you brought this up. I am so fucking glad you brought. Are you talking this about up. the list of injuries? I'm talking about. The ultimate injury. Go on, say it, say it, say it. Because I've got it written down here. You say it. 
Have you got the injury written down? I've got. Or have you got I've, the? I've got the list. Instagram of reply written down. Oh, hang on. What's the Instagram reply? <laughs> I've, I've okay, st- okay. You drop what you're going to drop, and then I'll follow up. Uh, so Paige Van Zandt is uh, obviously out of two on six with uh, her uh, fight with Jessica I. We were all extremely uh, excited about yep. that. Uh, about October that. the seventh, Las Vegas, isn't it? Two on six. Yeah, and we were looking forward to seeing her on the main card, but she is off, and she is off because Adam. Well, there's various um, injuries that uh, Paige has uh, listed of which uh, a lot of people are talking about. And um, I'll give you the list, shall we? So we've got uh, herniated disc, whatever that is, a double ear infection, sinus infection, ringworm, and the funniest of the lot, pink eye. So she's got a bit of pink eye as the girl. I don't even want to, after my, my story earlier on in the in the show, I don't even want to insinuate as, as, as to how uh, she's managed to get a little bit of pink eye. You don't have to. <laughs> Someone's done it for you. Go on, what's been said? Okay, the ultimate, the ultimate UFC Instagram star, the one and only Mr. Derek Lewis, oh, the heavyweight. fuck me. Who is on this same card fighting for Britty over Doom in two weeks' time. Fuck me. His reply to Paige Van Zandt, actual reply to Paige Van Zandt. Yeah. And I quote, <clears throat> you got to eat ass after they shower, not before. <laughs> there you Unbelievable. Go. There you go. Tremendous. There you go. That's uh, that's why Paige is out of 216, everybody. <laughs> bit of pink eye. What an injury that is. Yeah, I've got a bit of pink eye. Can't fight. Very weird. Uh, weird indeed. Um, there's a lot of talk. I don't know where this has uh, come from. Um, we've insinuated that it's going to happen or that we knew that it's in talks anyway, um, McGregor-Diaz 3, 30th of December. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody in the industry yeah. is talking about it. But there's certain accounts that are now saying, oh, yeah, it's confirmed. Listen, it's not confirmed. It it's was, a load of bollocks, yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely it's a load of bollocks at this moment in time. I'm not saying that it won't happen. There's a chance that it will happen. Yeah. Uh, but right at this moment in time, there is no confirmation that McGregor-Diaz 3 uh, for the end of the year is uh, anywhere near close. No. Just look at, this, look at the original source of these stories, you know, Absolute shitbag rags like the Sun newspaper in the UK, <laughs> like the news of the news of the news on Sunday, which is basically the same fucking thing. Some kid that just wants some clickbait for his Instagram account or something just, like that. Yeah, just absolute shite. You know, people who are close to the source, journalists that I respect in the industries, people like Pete Carroll and people like that. Um, they've come back and you know, obviously they've got close ties to the mega, mega McGregor camp, and they're like, you know, nothing is in, nothing's doing right now. So uh, you know, chill the fuck out. Mm. So uh, yeah, man, always check your source on stuff like that, especially when people are just looking for clickbait retweets. That's the main thing. Mm. But on the subject of Conor McGregor, did you see that flo- the photo of Floyd inside his mansion? What the fuck? Floyd's got these two twenty foot high either sides of a doorway in his mansion in, yeah, in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, two twenty foot. And they're made of glass as well, like little shards of glass. One of him and one of McGregor either side. Like the whole wall, he's got a put. He's got basically got a a piece of art, twenty foot by twenty foot of Conor McGregor. Absolutely unbelievable. Well, to be fair, if uh, somebody made me that amount of cash, mate, I'd, uh, yeah, you know, well, I'd probably have a bronze statue knocking about in the in the front, front exactly, garden. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. A good friend of ours, James, he, he posted on Twitter saying that uh, you know if someone made me two hundred million, I'd fucking let them live in my house. Never mind, have a picture <laughs> of them in my house. So. I'd let her, Yeah, you can move into my house and sleep with my missus if you want for yeah, two hundred exactly. million quid. Well, you're all right. You've got K. I've so. got K. I'm sorted now. You know what I mean? Me, K, and Henry Hoover. <laughs> We're fucking on, mate. That's what that's what it is, isn't it? Um, just finally, I don't know. We're going to talk about this in great depth next week, uh, UFC 216. 
Um, and obviously the posters are out and everybody's getting excited about the fights that are on 216 because the card is starting to look nice now. 217 is obviously stacked and we're dead excited about it, but we've complained about 216 on a couple of occasions, but now it's starting to fatten out a little bit. Um, how do you feel about an interim lightweight uh, championship being the headline over the actual flyweight title where one of the competitors in the flyweight title could be setting a new world record? Absolutely no problem whatsoever. I knew you'd say that. You'd be all over it. <laughs> I couldn't give two fucks about Demetrius Johnson and his, and his cardboard record. Uh, and but neither could most say? fans. Yeah, exactly. But what does that say from the UFC's attitude towards it? Because well, they feel exactly right the same you, way. Yeah, because it's all right me and you saying it, but they obviously feel the same way, like you said. Well, Demetrius Johnson's not a pay-per-view star. Never has been, never will be. Um, well, you know what? I'll, 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 repul- I'll pull that back. If he moves up to bantamweight and actually fights somebody that could beat him, then he could well become some kind of a pay-per-view star but right here right now record or no record nobody gives a shit about Demetrius Johnson ain't nobody going to pay 69 or 99 dollars in America to watch to watch Demetrius Johnson but people will pay for, Ke- for Kevin Lee versus Tony Ferguson yeah. a legit top fight in the lightweight division and there's a bit probably of a, the only guy who is there's a bit of needle there as well. Lovely isn't there? bit of needle. Both got absolutely bags of talent. Both guys. Listen, I've spoke to people that train with both of these guys, and everyone that trains with them says they're the best lightweight in the world. Absolutely phenomenal. And they include Conor McGregor in that shout and Khabib in that shout. These have got people that be, that believe in them so much that train with them every day that believe these are the two or individually the best 155 pounds on the planet wow, this is a fight a real fight i think right now i'm 60 40 tony ferguson but you know i'm a huge kevin lee fan yeah, we've been t- i've been rapping about kevin lee on our show for 18 months two years saying this guy is the, is legit so yeah. i certainly ain't gonna knock back down from him now but in terms of being a headliner if if i tell you now if they've remade mighty mouse and 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 ray borg and put it on top of this card, I'd be here now saying that was a massive mistake. I think it's a shrewd move by the UFC to leave us co-main. How uh, lit is that lightweight division, by the way? Unbelievable. Is it? Absolutely Obviously, we've got Colin the Champ, who's currently sat at the top of the tree, but then you've just got this, you've got Khabib, you've got uh, Barbosa, you've got loads of different fighters in there that are, are legit. That could... I mean, I don't even think Kevin Lee's in the top five ranked, is he? I don't think he is. I don't think so, no. no. Last time I looked, he certainly wasn't. Anyway, and and so. like you say, he is absolutely unbelievable, the Motown phenom, will it? This fight is, apart from, to be fair, uh, Garbrandt Dillashaw, um, is probably the the fight that I'm looking forward to the most, seeing yeah. as that you've talked me out of getting excited about Bisping GSP. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other two lightweights at the top of the tree are, are Alvarez and, and Justin Gaethje, and they're doing the next season of The Ultimate Fighter, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're coaching on that. And obviously still got Nate Diaz floating around, kind of obviously only ever going to fight Connor. Uh, probably not going to come back and fight anybody else. But yeah, it's a, it's a hot division, this lightweight division. I'm loving it. Mm, there you go. Uh, so that we will talk about in great depth next week, yes. UFC 216. We it's a tra- great card. Honestly, some of my favourite fighters in the UFC are on this card. And no less so of the two Europeans on there as well. Mark Godbeer, the British heavyweight, who's finally in the UFC now. Mm. And, and kind of, you know, he's, he's alien to his UFC run, but big things are hoped of him. And then Tom DeKesnoy, I'm going to get mad about last next week, who's a, who's a guy that... We are fully versed and familiar with in this side of the Atlantic. He was doing his thing over there. He's like Jackson Winkle, John, and we've got massive hopes of him really pushing on in 2018. So I cannot wait to wrap about this fight card next week. Right, so there you go. That's next week. Um, it will be on time as ever. Well, I'll say as ever. We've only missed one on time last week, didn't we? Uh, but we will uh, get all right, that. He's all right. Go with him. Jesus. Fucking hanging out with Tom Hardy. I've still haven't had an invite to that party yet, have I? Eh? 
No, I've got to put up with K in a Hoover. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, you stick with K. <laughs> uh, so next week it will be all about UFC two one six. And make sure you come and join us. If you don't subscribe, please do so. You can get us on iTunes, of where you can write us a five star review if you feel uh, that we deserve one. Please do so. Get stuck in. Much appreciated. It helps us with our uh, visibility in the iTunes chart. It's a batshit crazy chart. That and the more yep. reviews that we get, uh, the higher we will uh, feature uh, in the iTunes chart. So if you could do that, that'd be great. We're available on fightdisciples.com. You can subscribe there there's loads of different content on there and we're on all social medias at fight disciples facebook twitter and instagram that's probably where you're going to find out what my wife's reaction to me being naked uh, with care and uh, the hoover a little earlier on will uh, the, the, the response will be there because i'm about to go home now and obviously uh, give her that news so uh, you know uh, we, we we shall see are you done ACB70, I watched at the weekend as well. Before we sign off, I just want to have a quick shout-out to both Scott Askham and Luke Barnett. We talked about them on last week's show. Two former UFC guys, two former middleweights, both from the UK, looking to get back in there. Maximum respect for them to even take this fight outside the UFC, knowing that the connotations of which would mean one guy gets pushed towards the octagon, one one guy is now a step further back. But it was a belter of a fight on that East ACB card in Sheffield. Shout-out to... Uh, Box Nation here in the UK as well for screening that shit live. Man, I'm into it. I'm digging it. Uh, it was a great fight. Askham won by split decision, but uh, you know they both basically gave as good as they took. You know, I thought Askham was probably just that little bit sharper, punched that little bit straighter. And another fight that I enjoyed on there as well was that Kane Musa, the win over Alex Enland. I mentioned Alex last week and his weird situation about getting in the UFC, failing a brain scan, looking like he could have serious issues with his brain, but then finally getting the all clear. Bizarrely enough, it was a fucking bear mark apparently rather than a brain issue which is crazy they talked about that live on the show at the weekend but uh Kane Musa got the win there I think Alex is probably a little bit too small for that lightweight division I'd like to see him move back back down to featherweight where is where he was almost got his chance in the UFC to be to push on with his career but more more to the point great show really enjoyed it I say that main event shout out to Scott Askerman Luke Barnett respect man I love it when all Brits throw down knowing that there's uh you know there's there's potential to get back in the UFC there so yeah, man, before we sign off, I just want to pay me respects to that fight card. It was awesome. Superb. There you go. Thank you so much for your company. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.